Thursday, April 25th, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. If you are tired of the same old sports talk in your area, maybe you just get the same subjects over and over. You just get the same local team again and again, and you want to hear something different, stop by at the Daily Dose. Check it out. You're going to like it a little bit better. We talk a variety of subjects, and we talk them with a dose of common sense. Hey, we are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Thursday to you, and happy birthday to NBA commissioner and former American lawyer Adam Silver. Yeah, it's Adam Silver's birthday today. He was actually born in Rye, New York, and he turns 57 years of age today. You know, on October 25th, back in 2012, Adam Silver was actually endorsed by then-commissioner David Stern to be the next NBA commissioner when Stern announced that he was going to be stepping down in February of 2014. And now, Adam Silver has been the commissioner for the past five years. So happy birthday to Commissioner Adam Silver, who will most likely be spending his big day hiding under the bed, afraid to come out and say anything to any of the players that are just running amok throughout his house, tearing up his house, traveling all over the place, knocking things over. But he's just staying under the bed and not wanting to confront any of it. And then, you know, at the end of the day, he'll probably give all of his presents to those players who will already be blowing out his candles and eating his cake. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, maybe tell us your favorite, I don't know, spineless commissioner. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosesports. Doesn't have to be about a commissioner. Doesn't have to be about Adam Silver and, you know, him getting bullied by the players. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got a suggestion for us. Maybe you need a little advice. Reach out to us here at The Dose. We would love to hear from you. Also, make sure you stop by tpublic.com where you can find the latest Daily Dose gear that we have over there. We've got t-shirts. We've got sweatshirts. We've got hoodies. We've got a number of items for your office. The cool thing about ordering some of the clothing we have over there, you can pick the color you want. So if there is a specific color that you really want to wear, make sure you stop by tpublic.com and get your Daily Dose gear in exactly the color that you want it. Hey, we've got a lot to get to today. We do have a few news stories coming out that we need to talk about. But then, you know, the 2000 NFL Draft does begin tonight in Nashville. We have our 2019 Daily Dose. I would call it a mock draft, but I think I'm still going to stick with the old 2019 Daily Dose mockery draft because, you know, you kind of know what to expect from us here at The Dose, right? You know how we do things here. If you don't stick around, you're going to find out. But we're going to let you know what to expect tonight, at least through those first 10 picks. We're going to be getting to that in just a few minutes. A couple stories that did come out in the NFL first, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers have decided to give resident racist quarterback Ben Roethlisberger a contract extension. Yes, Ben is getting another two years added to his existing deal, locking him up until 2021. Now, Roethlisberger did turn 37 on March 2nd. He still had one year left on a four-year, $87.6 million deal. He signed that back in 2015. That deal did include a $12 million base salary for 2019, which the Steelers did rework as part of this extension. But I mean, with Le'Veon Bell leaving in free agency and Antonio Brown getting traded to Oakland, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has a lot more on his plate this year. When we look at all the drama kind of swirling around the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
isn't it kind of up to Ben Roethlisberger to kind of settle things down, to get people on the same page, to calm down all the nonsense and all the talking? I mean, Roethlisberger does have two Super Bowl victories. He does rank sixth all-time in passing yards. He led the NFL in passing yards just last year with over 5,000 in the season. The Steelers have never had a losing season with him at quarterback, and he is among the franchise leaders in career games played. So you would think the Steelers have to be looking at Ben and saying, hey, we realize there's been a lot of nonsense here. There's been a lot of goofiness going on back here. We need you to be the voice of reason. We need you to settle things down and make sure that we stay playing at a very high level. You have the experience. You've had success. Now get this stuff calmed down and get us winning games again. But we do also know that, you know, Antonio Brown wasn't happy with Ben Roethlisberger all the time. Remember when he criticized AB on his weekly radio show after they had had that loss back in week 12 to the Denver Broncos? Brown tweeted that Roethlisberger has an owner mentality because he'll call out coaches and he'll call out teammates who are afraid to question him. Again, we've talked about this here on The Dose. I'm not sure that's so much an owner's mentality, like Antonio Brown wants to say, as much as it is, you know, Big Ben's just kind of a jerk, isn't he? I mean, you can try to talk yourself into something else if you want. I think Big Ben is just kind of a jerk, though. You know, the one question I do have on this contract extension, though, is there any sort of language in the contract about Ben Roethlisberger, you know, whining and kind of being a drama queen, acting like he's going to retire every year? Because if I'm writing up that contract, that would be priority one for me. Okay, Ben, yeah, we're going to give you some more money. Going to give you a little bit of extension. Maybe give you some cash. Maybe extend your deal a little bit. Got a couple of things working here. But I'm going to need some things for you. Uh, Yeah, you're going to need me to play well? Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to the whole play thing. How about this? How about you just stop whining? Like, when you get a bruised shoulder, can you stop acting like your shoulder is literally falling out of the socket? You got an owie. You're going to be fine. Well, I mean, do you have any, you know, requisites as far as maybe my touchdown to interception ratio, anything like that? Well, you know, we'll think about that. But how about this? How about stop complaining about your teammates on the radio? I know you're the quarterback. I know you have your own radio show. But could you just maybe tell them face to face in the locker room? Don't tell everyone else and have them find out about it. Just kind of stop your nonsense. Just kind of stop all of your drama. And I think it would probably help the entire team lower our drama. You know what? We're going to make that point number one on the contract here. Let's just write that in. Ben has less drama. That would be a huge priority for me. And again, this all goes back to head coach Mike Tomlin. If he wanted to stomp on this stuff, he should stomp on this stuff. He's never done that. Finally, longtime running back Marshawn Lynch is reportedly not planning to resume his NFL career. Yes, the 33-year-old Marshawn Lynch who is now a free agent, spent the last two seasons playing for his hometown Oakland Raiders after he came out of, well, after he came out of his first retirement. Remember the first retirement? said he was done, and then he wasn't really done, and then he came back. Well, now, apparently, he really is done. You know, Lynch was limited to just six games last season because he had a groin injury, and he ended up on the injured reserve list, but prior to going down with the injury, I mean, he wasn't doing horrible. He played six games. He had 376 rushing yards. He had three touchdowns. It's not anything to write home about, but I mean, that's solid for a 33-year-old running back. He did have a decent year in 2017. He had 891 yards. He had seven touchdowns. 
But you'll remember that he did retire after the 2015 season with the Seattle Seahawks because he just couldn't stay healthy. He had just 417 yards. He played in just seven games. And you just saw the big guy kind of wearing down. And he would announce his first retirement at that time. But Marshawn Lynch had a really good run with those Seattle Seahawks. He had four Pro Bowls. He had one first-team All-Pro selection. He rushed for 1,200 or more yards and 11 or more touchdowns in four straight years. He did that from 2011 to 2014. But, you know, I'm looking at him now and just going, I don't even think this is his choice. I mean, I do think he's probably looking around saying, yeah, I've probably lost a step. I don't know if I can still play. But I'm looking at Oakland Raiders head coach John Gruden, and I think he's just saying, yeah, Marshawn, it's time. You've had a good run. Nice job, but it's time. Your body just isn't capable of doing this anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of different opinions on Marshawn Lynch. It's going to be a lot of different people have different memories about Marshawn Lynch. But for me personally, just for me here at the Daily Dose, I will always remember how kind Marshawn Lynch was to us here at the Dose. During Super Bowl week back in 2015, you know, we were kind of just getting going with the podcast. We'd only been doing it a year, but we reached out to Marshawn Lynch and asked him to come on the Dose. And I know he has sort of a reputation for maybe being difficult to interview, maybe not answering questions that well. He just kind of does it because he has to do it, but he could not have been nicer to us. He answered everything we asked. He gave us all the time we needed. In fact, do we have a clip of Marshawn Lynch prior to that Super Bowl back in 2015? I'm here, so I won't get fined. Marshawn, we will miss you, much like Pete Carroll missed you when he should have given the ball to you back in that Super Bowl. Hey, coming back, the 2019 NFL Draft begins in Nashville tonight, and we are going to do our best to predict exactly what is going to happen with those first 10 picks. We are going to get to that when we get back. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping you need to do, maybe you have a birthday coming in the month of May, and don't forget about Mother's Day in the month of May. Maybe you just want to buy something for yourself. You might as well head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. May's Loot Crate theme is now out, and it is called Nemesis. Dark forces are gathering in this month's crate. That's right. Your nemesis is here. Shake your fist dramatically at a collection of villainous pop culture gear featuring nefarious ne'er-to-do-wells. May's Loot Crate theme features items from Jaws, Ghostbusters, and many other franchises. But if those franchises maybe don't interest you, remember, you can always go over to Loot Crate. You can choose from a number of different crates. And if you have a specific franchise in mind, trust me, they probably have a crate for that franchise. You can also order a monthly subscription of crates that will arrive in your mailbox every single month and you can always skip months if you don't like what's coming. Or you can just order individual items from whatever franchise you want and trust me, they have just about any franchise you can think of. But the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just make sure you type daily dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning in to the Daily Dose. So the 2019 NFL Draft is going to get started tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in Nashville, Tennessee, as the 32 picks of the first round will be selected tonight. Then you will have the second and third rounds coming tomorrow night, and then the final three rounds of the draft will take place on Saturday. Now, we know that these days, mock drafts are insanely popular. You watch come Saturday night. As soon as this year's draft finishes up, 
we will already be seeing 2020 mock drafts. I'm not even joking about that. They will be there. They will be all over the place. That's just how these things work. We love our mock drafts. I think we love the idea of imagining who we might get. I think mock drafts are really, really similar to like imagining what you would do if you won the lottery. Well, you know, if I had to pick, I think I would do this and then I would do this. We do the same things with these mock drafts. We say, well, if I were the Chicago Bears, I think I would probably go with a wide receiver here and then I would go with a linebacker here and then I'd go with a kicker here and then maybe a kicker here. You know, that's just what we love to do. It's just kind of a fun thing to do. The problem with doing any sort of a mock draft, they're really, really tough to do. And I've written these for a couple of different publications. When you try to calculate exactly what each team is going to do, it's hard. And when you calculate trades and the way that so many teams don't even make the picks that make the most sense, it's really tough. Plus, and here's the hardest part about doing any sort of a mock draft. If you get one pick wrong, then every pick afterward is basically wrong. I mean, you might get the order right, but you might end up having the wrong teams. So doing a mock draft is really tough. But today, here on the Daily Dose, I am going to do our annual Daily Dose Mockery Draft, and I will be your monkey, and I will dance up here for you. I will try to put together the best semblance of what I think is going to happen in the NFL Draft tonight. So without further ado, here is our 2019 Daily Dose Mockery Draft. Starting off, and I fully expect this, I expect in Nashville some really, really bad music tonight. With the thing being set in Nashville, yeah, be prepared to be checking the audio on your TV set like, is our TV broken? What is going on with my television set? I just put in this new soundbar. It sounds broken. Is it distorted? It sounds busted. I don't think my soundbar is broken, but it sounds like it is. Oh, oh, that's just how it sounds. <laughs> Second, for some reason, and I don't know why this is, the National Football League insists on running Commissioner Roger Goodell out onto the stage to start the festivities. And I really, I don't understand why you would seriously, you would be better off parading Donald Trump out to the Colin Kaepernick Foundation. But I mean, they do this every single year. So when Roger Goodell goes out there, expect lots of booing because that's just how this thing goes. And then they will go ahead and get started. Now, one other thing I will throw out there before all the picks start coming in. I will also say this. I would expect that the Tennessee Titans will bring out some former players, you know, to sort of drum up the home crowd, kind of get them going and announce some of the picks. But honestly, who does that franchise even have to bring up? I honestly don't even know. Eddie George? This isn't ballers. What are you doing? Who else do they even have? I mean, we lost Steve McNair. Are you bringing up, I don't know, yard short Kevin Dyson? Oh, oh come on. You know I'm right. But unless they go get some former Houston Oilers, Tennessee doesn't have a lot of options. Okay, let's get to the first 10 picks in the 2019 NFL Draft. Starting off at number one. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. And here's the thing about Arizona. They literally need everything. Like, pick a position, they need it. They have wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. He's closing in on 60 but they don't really have much else. So what I think Arizona is doing, or at least what I think they should be doing, they should be dangling this pick out there and seeing if they can trade this pick and pick up more picks because they need more players. I think there are a number of teams out there 
that would love to move up. It's just going to depend on if they're willing to pay the price. But if I'm Arizona, I am looking to trade this pick because you just need so many positions. And I don't know that they're fully locked on one specific player, but I'm not going to try to predict trades here. So I am going to say that the Arizona Cardinals do take this pick. And I think new head coach Cliff Kingsbury is still really, really sad that he never got to coach Kyler Murray in college because Kyler Murray chose to go to Oklahoma instead of Texas Tech. So I think the Cardinals are going to grab Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. And then I think when that happens, you are going to see current starting quarterback Josh Rosen running to his bedroom screaming, I hate you. I hate all of you. Just know that is what is coming tonight. Okay, next up at number two, we have the San Francisco 49ers next on the clock. And again, they also have a number of holes to fill as well. Their defensive backfield is extremely soft. Their wide receivers are completely unrecognizable. And starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, you know he would love to draft, well, honestly, he'd probably love to draft a new porn star here to hang out with. But I think the Niners are going to go for Ohio State pass rusher Nick Bosa here. And I'm going to be honest. Some of this is I think that's where they'll go. And some of this is I'm really hoping this is where they'll go. Because don't forget that Nick Bosa actually made some pro-Trump and anti-Colin Kaepernick tweets a while back. So this would be hilarious if San Francisco goes ahead and takes him. Let's hope it happens because he will be backing away from those tweets faster than Urban Meyer backing away from Zach Smith at the White House. And for that reason, I am hoping with the number two pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Ohio State defensive end Nick Bosa. Moving on to the number three pick in our 2019 NFL Mockery Draft, we have those New York Jets. And the New York Jets were finally able to grab the guy who they think is going to be their franchise quarterback when they were able to draft Sam Darnold last season. Of course, they did also hire new head coach Adam Gase, and we know how much Gase was able to help Ryan Tannehill when he was down in Miami. So, I mean... I'm just going to assume that Sam Darnold is going to be broken literally any day now. But you know, the New York Jets, they love to take defensive linemen. In fact, I think in the last, I don't know, maybe five years, they've taken like 27 defensive linemen in the draft. Let's see. Nathan Shepard, Leonard Williams, Sheldon Richardson, Quentin Coples, Muhammad Wilkerson, Kenrick Ellis. You see what I'm saying here? The Jets love to take defensive linemen. I don't know what it is. But I think they'll do that again. So with the number three pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Alabama defensive tackle Quinnen Williams here. And then we will see poor Quinnen Williams labor for years on a bad team. You know, just like the rest of these guys did. And eventually he'll want out too. That's our number three pick. Coming in at number four, we have the Oakland Raiders and they are now on the clock. And while they did go out, and they hired Mike Mayock to be their general manager this offseason? I mean, come on. John Gruden is calling all of the shots for Oakland. And there are a number of rumors flying around this whole situation with the Oakland Raiders. Because right now, do you realize they are saying that John Gruden has basically sent all of his scouts and all of those people home. I don't know if that's because there was a leak and he feels like rumors are getting out. Or if he's just like, hey, 
I don't really need you guys. I'll do whatever I want anyways. I have a feeling it might be the latter. But let's look at the Raiders because the Raiders have a number of things they could do. I've heard a rumor that the Raiders might actually be interested in grabbing a quarterback here. Trying to think of who John Gruden may have coached in a college all-star game. Oh, that's right. Missouri quarterback Drew Locke. Just kind of lobbing that out there. But the Oakland Raiders do have some holes to fill. Don't forget, last season, after dealing pass rusher Khalil Mack, Gruden griped the rest of the year about, well, we just don't have a pass rusher here. So I am going to go ahead and say that the Oakland Raiders, with the fourth pick, will take Mississippi State speed rusher Montez Sweat here, whose game is at least a little bit comparable to Khalil Mack's. And they plug him in and hopefully he does the same sort of things. And then in the press conference afterwards, we are going to hear John Gruden step to the podium and he's going to say some things like this. Man, how could I not take a guy with the last name of Sweat, man? This guy is going to come to Oakland and sweat. And then he is going to go to Vegas and sweat. It really makes you think, man, what a time to be alive. (laughs) That is what is coming tonight from John Gruden. Can I ask just one thing? When did John Gruden get like a Texas accent? Isn't he from like Ohio or something? I don't know what it is. I don't know when he got that Texas accent, but he does have it. John Gruden, you're a weird guy. But the Oakland Raiders take Montez Sweat at number four. Coming in with the number five pick, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we have another team that needs a ton of help. And they need help on both sides of the ball. They could easily go look for a running back here. They could go get a tight end here. Maybe try to help out quarterback Jameis Winston. But can't we be a little bit realistic? Jameis Winston ruins everything he touches. So why would you waste your time getting anything? I mean, think about what he did to Deshaun Jackson. Think about what he's done to the running backs and the tight ends and Mike Evans. Jameis Winston ruins everything. So you can go get him another toy if you want to. He's just going to break it in the first five minutes. So I actually think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a very hard time passing up Kentucky linebacker Josh Allen here. Josh Allen can rush the passer. Josh Allen can tackle. Josh Allen can cover. Now, if he could just babysit Jameis too, this would be a no-brainer. But I'm going to say Tampa Bay goes with Kentucky linebacker Josh Allen at the number five pick. Moving on to number six, and I know that most people are looking at the New York Giants to finally select a quarterback. because. Then you could have a quarterback sit and learn at the feet of Eli Manning. But I actually don't think the Giants are going to do that here. For one, doesn't it just kind of seem like the Giants just think Manning is going to play forever? Like every year we think, okay, that was it. Then the next year they're like, no, he's back. He's fine. And then the next year we're like, okay, this is it. And then the Giants are like, no, 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 he's fine. I just think they think Eli Manning is going to play until he's like 75 years old. And two, would you really want a young, impressionable quarterback to learn from Eli Manning right now? What's he going to learn? How to make that pouty face and throw the ball into the dirt? No thanks. I don't want that. So the Giants look to improve their defense here instead, which bizarrely might have been even worse than the offense last year. I mean, we just expect the New York Giants to have a very good defense. That wasn't the case last year. Their defense actually made Eli Manning look good in practice. That's how bad it was. So the Giants instead take LSU linebacker Devin White here. And then all offseason, we hear Giants fans saying, 
oh, if we could just get rid of Eli and move on, maybe they'll take someone this year. Yeah, or maybe they won't. Because again, I think the Giants believe Eli is going to play forever. So you can keep hoping for that again, and you can keep wishing again, but next year you're going to be disappointed again. We are now up to the number seven pick in the draft, and that has the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are hoping to rebound from that hugely disappointing season last year when they looked like they might be a contender in the AFC. Yeah, and then they went five and 11. Well, this offseason, they dumped quarterback Blake Bortles and they picked up Nick Foles from the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't forget, Nick Foles did somehow lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl win, and the Jags are hoping maybe Foles can do the same thing for them. So I think they actually go out and they try to help Nick Foles. I think with the number seven pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to draft Florida offensive lineman Jawan Taylor to try to protect him. And just maybe, they can see some similar success with Nick Foles. This should help. Now, if they could just get, I don't know, maybe a few more offensive linemen, possibly a better coach, maybe a running back that doesn't act like a nine-year-old, perhaps a tight end, couple of wide receivers, and maybe a little bit more of a consistent, stable defense, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be able to make Nick Foles look like he did in Philadelphia. But remember this, one step at a time, people. Don't get ahead of yourselves. We move on to number eight, and the Detroit Lions have the number eight pick tonight. And by this point in the draft, you know the Detroit Lions cannot believe how fortunate they are to have found Houston defensive lineman Ed Oliver fall this low. Hey, Ed Oliver is still available. Scoop him up. Here's what's kind of weird. At the same time tonight, Houston defensive lineman Ed Oliver will not be able to believe how unfortunate he is to have fallen this low, and now he is going to have to play for the Detroit Lions. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Of all the places to go, I don't want to go there. And also, he just keeps thinking about how he's going to have to look at all the leftover food in head coach Matt Patricia's beard. That's not going to be good for anyone. And we're going to hear Ed Oliver talk about cruel and unusual punishment. But hey, maybe next time he'll think twice before sitting out games against SMU and Army. Lesson learned, Ed Oliver. You should have thought about how you might have to play for the Detroit Lions then. You didn't think of that, did you? And now it's come back to bite you. Moving on to number nine, the Buffalo Bills have the number nine pick tonight. And they are hoping that maybe they can pick up some help for their young first-year quarterback, Josh Allen. Remember, they took Josh Allen last year. He was okay. He did more running than he did throwing. But you know, the Buffalo Bills would love to get him a little bit of security. Well, Iowa tight end TJ Hawkinson should be able to give Allen a big target in the passing game. But more important than just what he's going to do in the passing game, Hawkinson is also a very good blocker, which is important. Because the Bills' offensive line... I mean, they're not great. And Allen is running for his life on like every single play of the game. And so he has no choice but to run. Now, some of that is because the Bills offensive line is not great. But it also could be because opposing defenders, yeah, they remember the racist tweets that Josh Allen had surfaced last year at the NFL draft, and they're coming after him full bore. So some of it is the offensive line being bad. Some of it is they're like, hey, there he is, get him. Either way, Josh Allen has been running for his life and he needs a little help. 
we finish out our 2019 Daily Dose Mockery Draft with the number 10 pick of the night. And at the number 10 pick, we have my hometown Denver Broncos who win out this offseason and they sign the quarterback that they feel can carry them to another Super Bowl despite deficiencies, well, at pretty much every other position on the field. I mean, think about the current Denver Broncos. The Broncos need help at offensive line. They need a tight end. They need help on the defensive line. They need some inside linebackers. They need a cornerback or two. They need a safety or two. So what will John Elway select tonight? With the number 10 pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Missouri quarterback Drew Locke, who has struggled again and again to throw the ball accurately, and he hasn't even won that many games. When you look at the needs of the Denver Broncos, and you think of the way that John Elway has looked to attack some of the needs of the Denver Broncos, yet where else would they go? This pick makes perfect sense to me in that it makes zero sense at all. So that is absolutely where I think John Elway is going to go. Hey, the NFL draft tonight should be highly entertaining. There will be a number of surprises throughout the draft. I expect a number of trades. I think there are so many teams that do have a little bit of bargaining power. They've got multiple picks. I think we could see a lot of movement. And you know, at the end of the day, we're really just kind of guessing at what these teams do because we talked about it yesterday. NFL teams are not that concerned with picking the best player. NFL teams are looking so many times to pick the sexiest player. Who cares about the long term? We are living in the now, people. And that is how so many franchises operate. Should be a very entertaining first round of the NFL Draft tonight. Hey, tomorrow on The Dose, we will, of course, recap this first round of the NFL Draft. Plus, we will be bringing you a weekend sports preview, and we will have our Daily Dose Top 5 as well, so you know you need to tune in for that. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose each and every day. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the questions and the suggestions. Thank you more than anything for sharing the show. We appreciate that so, so much. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday and enjoy the first round of the NFL Draft.